Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to get green. Doug Oster and Jessica Walliser are in the house. All natural, no pesticides, no artificial ingredients. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020, KDKA. All right, Doug and Jess ready to go. Both part of that scathe paper that is the Tribune Review. But today it's gardening questions via the phone line. First come, first serve, 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank, Instant Access, KDK.com. All of our lines are open. You can also, ladies and gentlemen, remember, simply text me at that number of you as well, and I'll get the information to them ASAP. Tenth caller right now wins a $25 gift certificate to Circles out in Wexford at 412-922-1020. So, Doug. Doug is back from fishing. Jessica's here as well. So let's go to work. Good morning, you two. Good morning. I am Doug Oster from the Tribune Review and EverybodyGardens.com. And I'm horticulturist Jessica Wallace. Good morning, everyone. It's thawing. It is. I wouldn't want to live by the river, though. I always worry about those poor people with the ice jam and all that. Yeah. That, you know, the point is all melted. Uh, there's no ice left on the point. I saw that coming across the bridge, but be interesting to see what's left in the garden i'm going to look out look at the survivors i've had a couple hanging baskets out there that i bought years ago with ivy in them mm-hmm. and i'll just put you know other shade lovers in there but it's nice to have hanging baskets all winter <laughs> I, I never thought of that before and yeah the ivy because it's evergreen and you know it got pretty darn cold and yeah. they're still there I, that's my experiment for the winter to see huh. if i can if they'll stay alive, I'm not doing anything to keep them alive, but they're alive and they look great. And so. it's nice that they're way up there because then the deer can't eat them, right? Because deer love to eat ivy in the winter. Uh, they could get to them if they could oh, come they could? all the way to the back door. But, okay. uh, you know, yeah, that's another thing. Man, they're eating everything. Yeah. They're, they're eating everything. They're eating, uh, I've got some ilex out there, uh, some type of uh, ilex. I don't even know what it is. It, it came with the house and they're just destroying it. They're yeah. just in there tromping on it and eating it, whatever they can whatever they can get. Um, the mountain laurel, you know, that mountain laurel yep. is te- this, technically poisonous to them. This would actually today with this warmer weather we're supposed to have would be a great day to go out there and do the deer spray. And I think that's yeah, what I'm going to do. That's that. And that's a good reminder too. to me because I bought a gallon uh, jug of it and a sprayer. What kind? Uh, I think it is plant skid that I got. And I'm using Bob X. Yeah, I think, I think it's plant skid that I have. Um, and I'm... It, it's whatever they had at the nursery the last time I was there, and I am definitely going to go out there and do our fruit trees because uh, this is the time of year when they come, start coming I mean, after the wanna, apple tree buds. I just want to keep them off the uh, off that mountain laurel. That's a really nice mountain laurel. It's called Nip Monk, I think it's called, and hmm. it just has it's a kind of short plant, but it just has beautiful red buds that open to kind of like a, a variegated white and pink flower, hmm. you know. And I thought this would be the perfect place for it because deer don't eat mountain laurel. And they're, Surprise! Yeah, right. <laughs> they're eating the mountain laurel. Well, I could have told you they ate the mountain laurel because I remember years ago when we used to live uh, in the North Hills and we would I would walk over at um, Hartwood Acres and they had a whole bank of mountain laurels on the one side of one of the roads there and they were all eaten up until about five feet high because that's as far as the deer could reach. And then they bloomed on the top beautifully, 
but they were all bare on the bottom because the deer did like to eat them. So, yeah, but that would be today. Again, today's a good day to go out there and, and get your deer spray. I got my first order of seeds. Uh, I finally ordered my seeds from Baker Creek. Uh, one of the things is the thing that we're going to grow together, our Tithonia, Mexican sunflower, only this year it's going to be yellow torch as opposed to the orange variety of torch. Okay. And I'm so, going to do them both, and I'm going to see which okay. one attracts more butterflies. Oh, well, that's a good idea. Be a little interesting study. I love yellow, the yellow torch just because it's it's more unusual. Yeah. And uh, as long as the seeds sprout, as long as I do it right. Yeah. So get on that because you're going to grow them, right, as seedlings, and then I get to have some after that you but do the, the hard part and the, then i'll take them when that's over the thing that i haven't the <laughs> thing that i haven't done is i haven't um haven't looked through my seeds to see what i actually need i'm just and looking at this I, I, want, I want this i want this i want this i want this you know i, I want it my thing is do better on my tomatoes this year but i know i shouldn't be i know i probably have 10 different arugulas already but there's uh from territorial seeds there's one called red dragon i've got to have <laughs> But here's the thing. This is surprising to me because I know how, let's use the word thrifty, you are. And it surprises me that you wouldn't go through your existing seed packets first before spending money on something new. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Impulsive. That's what it is. With it's seed, a, with your yes. seed catalogs. Well, here. Yeah. not just seed catalogs. Other and fishing too. gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gardening and fishing gear. Well, that's all right. Everybody's a little impulsive about shopping for their yeah, hobbies. So, I don't think you're alone. So, yeah, if I see something new and it really strikes me and I'm, I'm just going to order it and then... Yeah. It might be one of those seeds that I really wanted really bad that I'll look in. When I start looking through my seeds again here pretty soon, it'll be like, oh, yeah, two years ago, I really wanted that one bad. I never right. did plant it. Right. Well, and that's the way I am, too. And I really need to go through my seeds, existing seeds as well. I mean, this is a job for all gardeners. Anybody who starts anything from seed and has a collection of seeds left over from previous years, it's important to go through it. Um, one thing you should do is test for viability as well, because that's the other thing is you're shopping for seeds and you say, oh, okay, well, I already have, you know, all these bean seeds from a couple years ago, so I'm not going to buy anymore. But then you plant those bean seeds that are a couple years old and you have really low germination. So before you shop for your seed catalog, as you're going through your existing seeds, you should test for viability. Now, I know you do this on oh, a regular yeah, yeah. basis. Uh, I've got, I seriously have tomato seeds back to the late 80s. Yeah. So how know? are you testing for well, viability? Well, I just put them in a moist paper towel. Put that paper towel into a Ziploc bag. I put it on top of the fridge. Uh, I don't know if that's my fridge is still warm. You know, the old fridges always were warm on top. I don't know if it is anymore. But, you know, seven days, ten days later, you know, I'll put ten seeds in usually always. And then if five or more germinate, I'm, eh, it's good to go. Yeah. If not, into the compost pile. See, and I have, a, I like a little bit more. I like like seven. I like 70% germination. If I can get seven out of ten of those test ones. To germinate, then I feel like, okay, that's worth yeah, keeping. Yeah, that sounds good. Hey, all right, congratulations to Joanne from Carnegie, winner of that incredible gift certificate from the good folks at Sorgel. Still to come, that wonderful certificate from the Janoski family as well. They're getting ready for their big Valentine's Day buffet. We'll tell you more about that in a bit. Of course, Doug and Jess are ready for your phone calls. All of our lines are open, so the next four folks that call will have immediate access to the Brain Trust that is the Organic Gardeners, 866-391-1020. Isn't it amazing when the weather just gets a little warmer, people like out in the porch doing stuff? Oh, walking around in their shorts. Yeah. yeah. It's 44 degrees. Enough about you on McKnight Road, but other than that. <laughs> all right. He is back. How was fishing, though? Oh, we killed it. We Th killed it. You Where'd know, you go again? Ever Everglades was the first day. Uh, the Keys was the second day. Florida Keys. And so. border security. Yeah. Got to make sure that uh, nobody from Cuba is coming up there. Border <laughs> security is important. <laughs>
Hey, listen, you just never know who's going to show up on the Rob Pratt Show, right? All right, even border security. We'll take a break. <laughs> Stay with us, folks. Back with the morning moment. Good morning. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020, KDKA. Hey, join me this Friday. I'm going to be at the Pittsburgh Botanic Garden from 1030 to 1230 for a winter botany walk and talk. Uh, I've been doing this now for about a year, and we just, uh, myself and uh, Executive Director Keith Kaiser, take you through the garden. We'll talk all about the plants with winter interest, and then we get a nice plant-based lunch it's 20 bucks for members and $30 for non-members. You can find all the information at the Pittsburgh Botanic Garden website. All right, 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank Instant Access, kdk.com. First stop is Finleyville. Here's Mike talking sweet potatoes. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good. How you doing today? Great. Uh, I've been playing around with sweet potatoes for several years, <laughs> and this year I... Uh, made a bed, uh, a raised bed, and I ran out of uh, growing time. I mean, my, I had sweet potatoes in there this year to weigh four or five pounds apiece, but they never matured. And I don't know, how, how soon do you think I could start planting them? Ah, well, they are very frost sensitive, so you're going to want to wait. Now, are you planting them from slips, which are the little the yeah. plants, the cuttings of the plants yeah. is how you plant them. Okay. Number one, you need to choose a variety that is fast maturing. So don't choose a variety that's tailored for southern growers who have a longer growing season. You have to, and I'd have to do a little bit of research for you. Uh, maybe I'll do that over the next break and come up with, so keep listening. And after the break, I'll come up um, with some varieties that are good for here in Pennsylvania. There's shorter seasons to maturation, which is a very important thing for you. I just want to throw in that there's uh, one little company that I know called... Uh uh, yeah, they're called. And now you uh, can't think of it. <laughs> Sand, Sand Hill Preservation, okay. I think it is. And again, we'll look it up. And they've got seriously a hundred or two hundred different types of sweet potatoes. And some of the ones that you're talking about those those early maturing, quick varieties for us up here. Great. Uh, do not plant them until the soil. So cover the soil with the black plastic for a couple of weeks before you plant, because that will help warm the soil, which helps them get off to a better start. So cover the ground with black plastic, and then when you're ready to plant, usually, and I would not do it much in advance of the last week of May at the earliest, Um, and certainly if we have a very cool wet spring, I would even delay planting another week or two beyond that. Take the black plastic off right before you plant, or you can actually cut little holes in the black plastic and put the slips right down through that, and that will continue to heat the soil, which helps them uh, grow and form good tubers as well. Okay. He's writing it all down. Oh, okay. (laughs) So he's on a seven-second delay is what you're telling me. Three, two, one. Okay, Mike? The only thing with the plastic, you just got to get some water down in there. Yes. Uh, you know, usually when I see the plastic, like in a commercial grower, they have... Uh, Irrigation lines. Yeah, underneath yeah. there. You might think of uh, maybe uh, black landscape fabric or something like that. that with this would little perforated. Yeah, yeah. Either, either one would work. All right, listen, we have a room available for some phone calls. We'd love to hear from you, 866-391-1020. So what are you doing besides award-winning videos in the trip, Doug? I, I just got back from Baltimore, uh, an event called the Mid-Atlantic Nursery Trade Show, and I just was looking at all the new things. The one thing that I really 
loved there is a new landscape rose called At Last. Uh, and it's called At Last because finally it's a landscape rose with fragrance. And Ooh. I had written a little bit about it before, but I got to see one and mm-hmm. smell one. And, and I think this is really going to be a big deal. Um, I know everybody loves landscape roses because they're so tough. And yeah, they'll, they'll outgrow anything. Yeah, 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 the whole thing. Yep. But without fragrance... A rose isn't a rose. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I look at it. And I do grow some without fragrance, and it's okay. But, you know, the fragrance is everything. And so I'm really hot on that. Did uh, you stick your nose in a flower? Was it fragrant? Yeah, was it, a it, was, pleasant it fragrance? was a very uh, sweet fragrance. I would say subtle compared okay. to, but again, you don't know what it's going to do outside. True. You know, but there is a. It's a good fragrance. And is at last going to be available in the trade yeah, this year? Yeah, 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 so yeah, some everyone, of our local garden centers should have it? It's a proven it? winner's thing, so okay. everybody's going to have it. Great. Um, and I think that's just going to be a start. Okay. You know, this is the first landscape rose that is fragrant, but there'll be, you know, there'll be countless others after that. Uh, you know, when I was out at uh, Janoski's probably a month ago, they had already had, they already have their uh, onions up. You know, they have like thousands of onions already up. And uh, we were talking before we came on that, yeah, this is a good time to start onions and leeks. From seed. Yes, at home. Well, that was the same thing they were doing. They were starting all those seeds. Right. A lot of people think you have to start onions from sets, right? That you have to go to the garden center and buy those little sets. But those actually don't give you the biggest uh, onions. I almost said potatoes. The biggest (laughs) onions of sweet potatoes on my mind. Um, Quite a duo this morning. Right, exactly. (laughs) I can't remember the name We haven't drank our coffee yet. Uh, But actually, you get bigger onions by starting them from either seeds or uh, you can buy the transplants as well. And if you do start onions from sets, you actually want to pick the smallest sets. The smallest sets give you the biggest onions. And that is sort of like the opposite of what every people, everybody thinks. Because I see people at a nursery and I see them picking through the I onion always sets. Did it and that they way. pick I the al- biggest ones. I always did that. I always went for the bigger nope, ones. you and always I, go for the smallest. That's I remember, what you when do. did you learn that? Was, About three years ago? Uh, maybe a little bit longer ago than yeah, yeah, that. But I read the research and I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. That because this is exactly it's counterintuitive from what you would think it would be. So, but seed is even better. I'll actually go out there today and see if I got my bunching onions. If I'm sure they'll be out there, I might be able to pick some bunching onions today. Uh, I love growing bunching onions. I cannot grow a full size onion no matter what I do. And uh, I know day length sensitive. I know. Ph, pH, soil pH, uh, you soil know, pH. Trust me, I've I've been there. I've done it all. I just don't have enough sun to get I, them to do their thing. I almost want to hijack one of your garden beds and let 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 me try onions in oh, there. It'd be just all nice see, and neat, no weeds just to and everything. See if I can get them to grow <laughs> in there, it'd be like a like a garden challenge. It's alive. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like the meticulously you know what? edged Actually, bed in the that's corner. That's a good idea. You could hijack uh, a bunch of my garden. Yeah, there you go, and, right? <laughs> take, take over. I don't think so. Nice try, though. What about leeks, though? Leeks are also another good one to start from seed this time of year. So that whole allium family, um, you know, if you're going to start your own chives, if you're going to start, you know, your own scallions, right now is the time to be starting the seeds indoors under grow lights um, because they can go out in the garden so early in the season. I mean, they're one of the first things that can go out into the garden. Have you been growing leeks? 
Um, I actually don't start my own leek seeds. I buy them as plants. And it's interesting when you get them as plants because they're like um, like little teeny tiny grass plants is what they look actually, like. Actually, I planted some leeks at the very end of the season. I'll take a look at those too. They, I'm sure they overwintered. If you have picked a nice hardy variety, that's, that's great. You plant them and then they're ready to pick the following spring. All right, listen, we want to hear from you. We have one caller waiting in the wings. It's Bill in Paris, Pennsylvania. We'll get to him in just a moment. We'd love to hear from you as well, too. It's wide open, the topic of conversation today. Next hour, though, it's all about your favorite rice recipes. Joe and Frank Dentisi. And then it's Heffron Tillis and your money and you, Jim Meredith, Kirk Carlson, Marianne Siebert. Then the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday Show will take us home from 11 until 1. Noon hour, we walk the line against the weekly spreads. It's all about Conference Championship Sunday in the National Football League. Again, the number today is 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank Instant Access, KDK.com. Good morning. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. Is Radio 1020 KDKA. All right, 10th caller right now wins a $25 gift certificate to Janoski's. Don't forget the Janoski's Old Country Restaurant. That Valentine's Day buffet is happening February 14th. Doug Oster, Jessica Walliser, and we're going to Bill in Paris in a moment. But first to Jessica Walliser. Jess. So listen, uh, before the break, we were talking to a caller about the great uh, or best sweet potato varieties, short season sweet potato varieties to grow here in Pennsylvania. And actually, I have some recommendations from the Maine Organic Farmers Association. So if they can grow these varieties in Maine, we know we can do them mm-hmm. here in Pennsylvania. So they recommend a variety called Beauregard, um, one called Georgia Jet, which is sort of a, a staple. Georgia Jet has been around for a long time, and that's a very popular one. There's one called Covington, um, which is actually out of North Carolina State University, but it's uh, a very short season variety as well. And then another one called um, O'Henry. So those would be some great varieties I suggest that you try here in Pennsylvania, because again, if they can grow them in Maine, we can grow them here in PA. All right, let's go to Bill in Paris, Pennsylvania. Hey, Bill, good morning. Welcome to the Organic Gardeners on KDK. Good morning, everyone. Bonjour. Uh, On the uh, tomatoes, how soon can you go to using the mixture of dishwashing soap and the oil and soda? I believe that it is. Uh, I've used it before, but I forget the mixture. But anyway, to, to avoid the mealy bugs. Yeah, so um, we really do not recommend those homemade mixtures where you're mixing things up in the kitchen, primarily because they're really unproven um, by studies and especially university-based studies. So, And actually, they can in many ways be dangerous. If you mix them the wrong way, they can uh, cause phytotoxicity, which is, you know, an issue with the plant, yellowing leaves, falling off, things like that. We would much rather see you use a commercial preparation of horticultural oil or insecticidal soap. They're inexpensive. You go to your local garden center and buy a little squirt bottle of them. Um, And they're primarily used after you see the pest on the plant. So you don't want to use them as a preventative measure. They do not work uh, as preventative, and there's really no need to do that. What you want to do is when you see that infestation and you're worried that those pest numbers are getting too high, that's when you would target them with either insecticidal soap or horticultural oil, both of which are effective against that insect. Uh, white Aph- flies, aphids, aphids, yep. aphids yeah, the white mites. fly and the mealy bugs, I right. put them on the same class. Uh, uh, it seems like if you get those uh, those menaces, that they do cut down on the volume of tomatoes. Uh, uh, and I was just trying to avoid them. Right. 
but I I hear what you're saying. Well, I've got all I've got the products you're speaking of, so that's not a problem. Oh, hey, when do you start your tomatoes usually? I usually start the seeds about the uh, last week of March or the first week in mm-hmm. April. And what I do, uh, I then put them in the uh, the the earth boxes, and I have them in wagons. And I can take them in and out of my garage. Uh, oh, I like that idea. That's well, a great it, idea. It, it gives them a it gives them a head start. And um, hey, let's face it, that a man has to have something to do. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like a kid with your little red wagon and your oh, tomatoes I, I, behind I you. I certainly am. I I, I do not uh, I do not argue that point. Uh, that's a phenomenal. Fact, that's a phenomenal idea that you can get a head start of them in containers even before the you know the danger of frost has passed and just well, haul the them thing, outside the during big, the day. The big thing of it is the deer can't get to them either. <laughs> ah, are you growing they, any any special varieties? Oh, I, I I come up with new ones every year. I I enjoy just watching things grow. Then I have my raised garden also, but that comes on a little bit later. Uh, but uh, basically, you I have about 12 plants in the wagons. I, I have a whole string of wagons, and <laughs> so it, 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 it really does work. There's no doubt about it. I'll have tomatoes much earlier, but I do start them all from seed, uh, and uh, the orange, you asked about the tomatoes. The orange ox heart is one of my oh, favorites. Oh, that it, sounds good. It has a taste all of its own, and uh, they're a great tomato. Love that. Well, listen, someday when you have all those wagons of tomato pots lined up, get somebody to take your picture with them and send it to us, yeah, please. Yeah, I'd love, we'd to, love see to see share that. that. I'd love to see that. Uh, I I kind of avoid pictures, but uh, uh, <laughs> I'll have somebody take a picture of the wagon. All right, we'll take, that. We'll, we'll take that. We'll take that. Thanks we can so much get. for your call. That's great stuff. Have a great gardening season, Bill. Thank you. Congratulations to James McLean, a Pittsburgh winner of that gift certificate from uh, Janowski's. Uh, Doug and Jess, Dollar Bank Instant Access. I just wish you guys could get in my brain for like a half hour. You'd be screaming to I don't get think out. I'd want to get in no, there. No, no, no. I don't think there's any room in there for us. <laughs> well, there's a lot of air, though, for you to breathe. All right, Doug and Jessica, I'd like to plant a perennial garden from seed. How do I proceed? I want to plant them right in the ground. Where well, else would you per- plant them? Perfect timing for that. You know, start a few perennial seeds now, right? Right? Yeah, but she wants to start them, or he wants to start them right in the ground versus having to start them oh. indoors. Because right now is the perfect time to start perennials from seed indoors under grow lights or on a super bright windowsill. A lot of perennials take a little longer to germinate. They're a little, you know, they require a little bit of a longer season. Well, think of what perennials. There are lots what would of be perennials you'd put in from seed. So you could do from seed outdoors. You could do um, any the echinacea, which are the cone flowers. You could do black-eyed Susans. Those come up pretty easily from seed, and there's a bunch of different varieties of those. Those are real easy to do. Um, let's see. You could do um, some of our native perennials like ironweed, which is a real good one to do from seed. Joe pie weed. I know they have weed in the name, but they're not weedy. They're great. Um, you could do milkweed from seed, uh, although it has to go through a winter before the seed will germinate. Uh, but that's another one you could do from seed. 
I'm sure there's others out there that yeah, are escaping me right yet. now. But uh, And also, you know, the first year or two, I would also include some annual seeds in there as well, because it will take the perennials a couple of years to get established and really um, fill in that space. So I would make sure you do some Cosmos and Salvia and uh, Larkspur and things like that, uh, you know, annuals that are easy to start from seed as well in between those perennials until the perennials can really take over the space. It'd be a fun experiment, you know, to... To, to do that. It's going to take a while, though. Yeah, I would almost recommend over doing a perennial garden from seed, I would say do them from what are called plugs or liners, which are small plants that you can get in the nursery trade. Um, you, you wouldn't buy them necessarily from your local nursery, but you can buy them from online nurseries, like Prairie Moon Nursery is one that has liners. Bluestone. Um, blue, does Bluestone sell liners? I think so. Okay, so these are just little tiny pots of starter plants. And they're far less expensive than getting, you know, a big gallon or two gallon size pot. And it enables you to fill up a whole space like that. In fact, we want to do that at our house this year. Do a big native um, kind of prairie area in the and backyard. And just do them in plugs. And start it all with plug liners. Yeah. I, oh, go ahead. No, finish your thought. I, I just think you'd have much better luck with plugs yeah. than seeds. You yeah. can do it with seeds. You get tons of weeds in there with yeah, seeds. Yeah, yeah, and, with yeah. With plugs, those things will just take off. Yep. All right, listen, short break, and I'd love you to plug into the program right now. We've got all of our lines open for Doug and Jess. The final segment of Open Talk coming up at 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank Instant Access, kdk.com. Next hour, it's all about your favorite rice recipes on the Coons Cooking Hour with Joe and Frank Dentisi. Good morning, everybody. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020 KDKA. That time again for Mrs. Know It All. That's Denise Schreiber, Greenhouse Manager for Allegheny County Parks. Are you going to venture outside today, Mrs. Know It All? It's nice and warm. Uh, yeah, actually, I am. I'm going to be with some friends this afternoon. So, yeah, we're, we're going to be outside for a while. So, eh, even if it rains, I'm prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so, at any rate, I wanted to remind people that uh, Tuesday night we're having our annual um let's talk about gardening um there's plenty of room because there's no limit on registration uh i've got seeds from the all america selections to give away i have seeds i have books i have all kind of stuff to give away so the only thing people need to do is really kind of come with a notebook uh their questions bring something to drink um, registration is preferred but you don't have to if they want to register they can register at 412 Three five zero two four five five. But we always have a good time. It's the whole evening is really driven by questions. Um, Martha Sliss is going to do a demonstration. I'm going to have some master gardeners there. We always have a really good time, anyhow. And besides, you know, we really can't get out into the garden yet and do some work. So this is kind of the second best thing. And those All America selections are awesome seeds. Oh yeah. Um, so you know, I have mostly vegetables, but I do have some flowers. And, you know, I was a test judge for uh, the flowers. So, you know, some of the good ones are in here, too. And, you know, it's always a lot of fun. Was there anything that you saw in your All-America Selection Garden there in South Park um, that made it into the, you know, being introduced the last couple years? There were two that really just knocked my socks off. One was the Superhero Fry um, or, I'm sorry, spry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a marigold. It's a French-style uh, marigold. 
and it's almost uh, self-deadheading, which is really great mm-hmm. on a miracle. But the color was incredible. It was that deep burgundy and then the orange in the center. It was wow. unbelievable. And the other was the um, it's a new annual baby's breath. It's Gypsophila impro- white uh, improved, and it had probably five times the flowers as the old Gypsy white. Wow. Nice. We, we were stunned when we saw this. About the only thing uh, Baby's Breath really doesn't like is rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if rain. we have a really rainy season, they don't do well. I, I am curious about that superhero spry. It was funny because when she first said superhero fry, I was picturing like a little French fry in a superhero outfit. I was thinking a little red fry pepper. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Superhero spry. Yeah, I'm going to keep my eye out cool. for that marigold. I That's love great. marigold. Thank you, Mrs. Know-it-all. As always, for calling and don't forget if you're interested in her class that's this tuesday night hey lisa in portersville say hi to doug and jess good morning you're on kdk lisa lisa going once going twice she's gone okay (laughs) do we know what her question was no oh Okay, well, that ends that. She'll call back. She'll call back. <laughs> Those AHSs, we were talking with Mrs. Know-It-All about the AHS seeds. Um, All-America selections. All-America selections, right. And those, we should explain to people a little bit about that program so that they understand what it is. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, they'll take different varieties. They'll send them to growers, basically the same growers every year. You, the grower doesn't know what it is. And so you test it out. And I mean, you know it's an eggplant. But yeah, you don't yeah, know but anything you just about see how, right. it, how it, and then you uh, you judge it over the season uh, to a certain criteria. Then uh, all the results come in, and that's how you become an All America selection with uh, the superior varieties that they're testing. When you get so many good votes and uh, that sort of thing, that they become an All America selection. If it's an All America selection. You pretty well know that it's 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 a great plan. Right. So for our listeners, as you're going through the seed catalogs, as we were talking about earlier in the program, a lot of them will note if they are a previous AAS winner. So you'll see, you know, AAS winner 2003 or whatever, and you'll know that's a well-tested variety. Hey, Lisa, welcome back. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's your question? Well, I live in Portersville, um, and I have a variety of uh, larger trees in my yard. I have aspen and oak, but I'm getting a lime green fungus growing on them, and I don't know what that is. Oh, yep, yep, yep. It's called a lichen. This is good news for you. It is very good news. Lichens are actually um, a good an indicator of uh, air quality. So the fact that you have lichens growing on your trees that says you're breathing wonderful fresh air up where you live, um, they are not a bad thing on trees at all. They are absolutely nothing to worry about. It's not going to kill the tree? Nope, nope absolutely they're, they're not. just part of nature. They are on every one of my trees in my backyard, and uh, they are just fine. It's a, actually a really cool organism. It's sort of uh, part fungus, part algae, and it's it's really a neat thing. And uh, they are absolutely nothing to worry about at all. Well, I'm glad I called you before I had someone come and cut them all down. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> my goodness. Good. You never want to do that without checking first. So okay. thanks, thanks for Lisa. your call. <laughs> All right, let's get this. Thank fi- you so much. You're welcome. Let's get this final break out of the way. Then we'll come back and wrap up the hour with Doug and Jess. Get ready for CBS Radio News. Their coverage day two of the government shutdown, and then after the Acura, the forecast. Joe and Frank Dantisi, all of your favorite rice recipes on the Coons Cooking Hour. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. 
News Radio 1020, KDKA. Well, speaking of those All America selections, there's one that I've been growing for a long time. 1999's uh, Tomato uh, All America selection was called Juliet. And I love Juliet. It's a hybrid. Uh, be- it's between like a grape tomato and a sauce tomato. And very prolific, disease resistant. And the trick on that tomato is you really got to let it ripen to get the sweetness out of it. And you'll have more than you can pick. Um, and. I grow a lot of different All-America selections, but I just I can't bring them up into my brain right now. There's a couple cannas that for the last couple years I've been talking about hmm. where you can start them from seed. Oh, fun. Yeah, and they're out in in the trade. I just can't I can't get them off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't remember any of mine. I think maybe Black Beauty Zucchini was an AHS mm-hmm. winner from a long time ago, and I think that's my one of my favorite zucchinis to grow in the garden. But <laughs> we can only have so many zucchinis, you know, because they're so prolific sometimes that uh, you about have enough after that. So Remember, you know. the organic gardeners always aim to create a better place to garden and a safer place to live. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G. 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.